We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. He was, hey, he was lifting golden boots in preseason. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean... That's uh, about as no. large a sample size as you're claiming for Plata. <laughs> I don't know if you can go with that. Come on now. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire. Joined by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about Week Six of Major League Soccer. JD and Skylar, do I remember correctly that you guys now have the same salary? Yeah, I'm at uh, one fourteen point eight. I'm right there too, so I don't know how that happened, but I am. Very proud of myself for getting up to uh, 112.3. I feel like I'm closing the gap here. Unfortunately, I think I fell back. I can't remember where I was last week, but I'm now 957th overall, which I was probably somewhere around there. I'm a little disappointed. It seems like they've gotten rid of the ability to see where you were in past weeks. Do I? Did, have you guys found where this is? <laughs> uh I don't know. Maybe the Wayback Machine? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, exactly. I think you can do it in... Actually, I'm not even sure you can do it individually. I think you can just see where you were. I don't know. 
Um, they used yeah, to all be on one least... nice page. Even showed prior years, so I could feel better about myself. Yeah, when you go back by week, I think it gives you your rank um, within that week. I don't think it gives you the what your overall. Um, uh, I... Actually, I'm scrolling through like weeks. Say, one... I don't think it does because I think week it... one through three shows me at rank three thirty nine, which is wrong, uh, and then four updates it. Oh, it's also 339. Yeah, the first four weeks are the same. Which doesn't uh, make sense because I know that I was higher than that <laughs> at least the last three weeks. Yeah, so so the answer is who knows. Yeah, um, no answer there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think I'm somewhere at top 1,000 for one of the horrible weeks that I had. I feel like should be okay, but I wasn't really great last week. JD, do I remember you captained uh, Carlos Vela? Yeah, I did. Good move. Good move. Thank you. I wish the other forwards would have done anything, <sighs> but um, oh well. I also, I, um, I was I was sitting at the Orlando City Stadium. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Which we'll get to, I guess, when we talk about Orlando, probably. But before the game, I saw that the lineup came out for New York, and I had. I, for, I think I had – I forget who I had in my lineup. But anyway, not important. Somebody from the Red Bulls, and I had to switch them out, and I decided to just put in Bezicourt because I knew he was a guaranteed price rise. He was cheap. Um, I guess I had Sean Davis probably. And anyway, I got the price rise, but my other options that I really was considering were Velo and Etienne – and oh. I was like, you know, I was like, they both are like more dynamic. And, uh, but I was like, maybe not the guaranteed price rise quite as much. Uh, I'll just take the safe points for my bench switcheroo option. Uh, but I wish I would have went with one of them instead. Cause Bezicourt, not only did he only get four points, he was kind of hard to watch on the field. The The worst part was that like the decision-making process there was you're specifically t- not taking the guys you think will do well right now in favor of a guy who did well previously. Yeah, I mean, that's a common complaint for this year. <laughs> um, Skyler, how'd you do last week? I mean, I did okay. In general, I think I ended up with a 74, 75 points, somewhere around there. Albert, the least captain, didn't help. Um, I had Carlos Vela and, and uh, Diego Rossi as my other forwards, mm-hmm. so... Um, that panned out. I think I was trying to be a little differential. The Elise captain, he hit three points. So, you know, six points as a captain compared to, uh, 30 points for a Vela captain (laughs) definitely took a a little bit of a blow there, but you know, for me starting off the season slow, I've got to take those risks. So, um, I don't feel too terrible about it. I had uh, Nicholas Sodero. He had 11 points without a goal or an assist. So, Um, you know, that, that made up some ground kind of late in the week for me. Um, but yeah, in general, 74 points, um, not great, not bad. I think I'm at four, some hovering around 400th right now overall. So, um, you know, part of me is excited that there's a, uh, second season (laughs) and, uh, part of me is trying to be optimistic and say, I'm going to, you know, make that push for, for top 100 still, but Overall, I mean, it just—I'm still kind of just floating. It feels like you have—you have plenty of time to crack the top 100, both of you. But uh, if I have to shoulder the load for the the entire pod this year, <laughs> you guys 
you guys carried me last year a little bit. So, uh, yeah. Where are you right now? I tried. I'm 67th, oh. uh, despite the zero from Katai last week. Oh, which, I had him uh, too. It hurt. Yeah, that was very frustrating. But uh, I, Melia got the shutout, which was nice for me. He was my second keeper in the switcheroo. Mm, I did that too. Um, did you go with Irwin? And, yes, I yeah. had Irwin, um, which was another last-minute change. Uh, and then I actually had uh, Win from Colorado, and he got the full 500 price rise, got me nine points in a clean sheet. So Nice. Nice. I think that was a switch after somebody else wasn't able to play. So there was a lot of moving pieces in my lineup this week. Not the win we're usually used to talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that guy. Yeah. Um, let's jump into this week because it's his team that leads off uh, week six. We've got 7.30 Eastern on Friday, Revolution home against the Impact. I can't think of a – I mean, I'm sure I could think of, but this seems like a pretty awful game to, <laughs> to have on a – on a lone, uh, lone day, but, um, revolution are okay. I guess I'm not quite sure what to make of them. I'm not sure we're, we're ever really going to figure it out. Like I feel like they're, they're going to be good games from Pania and good ones for, from Fagundes. And then when I finally get myself to take one of them, it's the Teal Bunbury brace day. Um, anyone touching this game? Yes. Oh, where are you looking? I think I think you're right about the revs. They're going to be a roller coaster uh, probably all season. But I watched some highlights of the revs Houston game, and the first thing I saw or first thing I noticed was the goal they scored, where it was like the three on one. Mm-hmm. All three guys were absolutely flying like that. That kind of speed when they're using the high press, and then they have this new uh, this guy Luis Caicedo. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like the Energizer Bunny out there. I think he's going to be um, extremely active, and I think he's going to be a fantasy factor for sure. Bunbury was involved in that as well. Uh, I forget who the third guy was. I apologize. But I, I don't know. Just like the, the overall team speed with New England intrigues me when they have matchups that I think um, are exploitable. And Montreal's been playing pretty pretty tough defense this year. But I just – Caicedo is $6.8 million and I think I'm going to be using him on the bench. I also have Jason Vargas from Montreal, who's 7.7, and they're both um, currently on my bench. Probably the best score out of the two of them is going to sub in. Um, it was it was the best of those two or Rusnak, and I'm still flip-flopping between them right now. Which one do I take? Mm, all right. Skyler, how do you feel about the Revs? Yeah, I think JD said it. I mean, um, this game actually has sneaky fantasy potential this week. Um, Pania, he won me some money on DK, I must say, uh, <laughs> this past weekend. I mean, he's kind of a sneaky play at Houston. Um, he's a strong play. I think that's going to go underlooked here. Um, Caicedo, JD mentioned, he's like he's a great bench option just to – stick on the bench, see what happens. If he has a big game, then obviously do the auto Um And yeah, I mean, Andrew said it too. Teal Bunbury, he's, he's 5.7 million. Like he's a forward that's going to be getting probably 90 minutes for new England right now. So this game in general, I mean, uh, Jason Vargas from Montreal, like Ignacio Piatti, obviously, I mean, the, the whole yeah, I was game wondering where Piatti has... was going to come out. Yeah. yeah and I mean, Fagundes too. 
Yeah, Fagundes, obviously. I mean, uh, tighter. Feels like yeah, it feels like we're missing some players. <laughs> I mean, well, um, then you have uh, I think Montreal defenders as much as I uh, think the New England attack is intriguing. Montreal defenders, I think, are in play as well. I think Fani looked really good, um, and he's probably guaranteed to rise in price. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess I mean, he's an affordable. Victor, he's yeah, an affordable so- six million for a defender. Yeah, Victor Cabrera is my number one overall defender this round just because of his bonus points that he's been racking up. I think he's eaten up like 16 bonus points just from defensive stats alone the past couple of rounds, and that's at Toronto, at Seattle. I mean, he's on the road, but, it, I mean, it's obvious that he's he's going to be – I mean, it's, I feel like New England's high press kind of uh, feeds into his bonus point potential, so – I'm probably going back to him. I'm he's going to get a max price increase, so I think I'm I'm on the Cabrera train this week. Um, on the New England side, I mean, yeah, I mean they've got uh, let's see, they've got uh, Somi on the wing. He's actually getting involved in on the attack, and then Dielna. I don't know if anybody watched the game, but he actually had a free kick from yeah, probably twenty yards out that clanged off the crossbar. Mm-hmm. Just missed it. Um, I'm I'm probably not gonna have him in my lineup, but he's a guy that's I mean he's gonna take a, a set piece or two. He could score a goal like that. So he's he's um, also a bull in a china shop. So I think a bonus point potential is pretty high with him as the season goes along. Hmm. Also, red card. Those are the red cards card. there a little bit too. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like Watson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like or uh, Call Ann, although he's not quite as aggressive these days. I'm not going to lie, I didn't think this was a game where we were going to list 22 players. It's just everyone's like not too expensive, so there's like a lot of people in the, the very playable range. Yeah. Um, and also, like if, if we're taking all these attackers and midfielders that are $10.5 million or more, uh, at this point in the season, I think we're leaving ourselves open to, to price decreases. Um, so I, while I have plenty of people above $10 million, it's nice to mix in a couple cheaper guys when you you know you're going to get those price raises. Um, I don't know. That's why I'm leaning towards Vargas and Caicedo over just Rusnak for my salary. Hmm. Right. Rusnak and a, a minimum value person. Right, right. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to Saturday, first game is not until 5 o'clock Eastern. It's likely to, at least I think it's the one that will have the most goals in it. You guys may feel differently, but you'll have to really convince me otherwise. Atlanta, home against LAFC. Uh, JD, four of your top five forwards are from this game. Uh, Skyler, I'm looking at yours. Let's see. One, two. Uh, oh, you got Zlatan there. All right, two well, of your hold top. On. There, yeah, he got paid to put Zlatan up high. <laughs> uh, MLSsoccer.com. No, so. I mean, who knows if he starts or not, but I, I, he's got to be up there. Did you guys see he was uh, in the the short list for player of the month? Player of the month, yeah. He's played nineteen. What a minutes. joke <laughs> from one game. That's, That's classic. Insulting. That's insulting to the rest of the league. It's classic MLS, though. Yeah, um, it was a big time performance, but you know, give me a break. <laughs> uh, I see that you guys have the top two forwards are the same. They're just in different orders. Um, Skyler, is it fair to assume that you went Joseph Martinez over Carlos Velo because he's at home? Yes. And, J.D., is it fair to say 
you don't care about that. <laughs> uh, no, it's that's not fair. But okay. I I started with Yosef first because he's a beast at home, and then I said, you know what, Vela is guaranteed to get me like a safe six points, probably mm-hmm. just because how active he is, everything sure. uh, that goes on in the field. I said Martinez slightly less safe because he could he could get two points for ninety minutes touch the ball nine times and that's it um i i think he's gonna score i think honestly it's probably a coin flip whether he scores one or two goals um but just just for safety i think vela is first for me also he's 5.5 cheaper not that that goes it factors into my rankings at all but um i think martinez is he teetering on a price drop potentially or no I'm pulling up his profile right now. You make it sound like we know the, the um, formula here, but yeah, well, the, so the, he's averaging I, about eight per, right? It seems like the three-game average is significant, right? Like the five-game. He has, game he has aver- an eighteen within his three games. Yeah, so it's not. It's probably not going to drop until the the eighteen drops out, right? So he's probably, but he's eleven point five. Unless he gets uh, eighteen we, in this one. Yeah, we saw what Iguain didn't get a rise last week um and he was pretty high so we'll have to see how that works sorry for not having very many answers <laughs> but talking but talking a lot no 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 that's uh that's kind of where i was going because i mean they're obviously very close uh, you guys I, have them in your t- and you have nicolich three we'll get to him in a little bit yeah um, i mean the first two you can flip flop very easy it was it was pretty tough for me and I wasn't going to waste too much more time trying to figure it out. Yeah, I guess really the question comes down because you guys are different on the the next guys on both team. Like Skylar, you have Vialba and Rossi seven and eight, um, which seems a little bit lower. I mean, behind Dwyer and Arudi and Ibrahimovic, um, I think JD ranked Ibrahimovic not as if he could play. I mean, we know he's not going to play ninety, um, but I don't think he can play sixty. Right. Um, but so JD, like, what's the how far really is Vialba from Martinez and Rossi from Vela for you? Like, is can somebody get away with those two guys, or is it a separation enough where you really do want Vela and Martinez? I think you could definitely go Vialba instead of uh, Martinez because he saves you one point six million. He uh, has more touches on the ball. He's probably way more likely to get an assist. Now, Rossi over Vela is uh, a little different for me because I think both are equal goal-scoring threats. Vela is a more active, better assister. Um, So I just find him to be superior to Rossi in pretty much every way, and he's only 0.3 more expensive. Mm -hmm. So you're not even saving a lot with Rossi. Um, Also, it's easier to go to the second option when it's a home game, I think, than when it's a road team. Um, so you have like a, a very young player on the road and Vela's just just clearly a better option. So I, I would not recommend going with with Rossi over Vela. And honestly, I wouldn't recommend going with both of them, even though I have him ranked fifth. I mean, that's just I'm I'm not thinking team construction when I do these rankings. I'm just thinking like pure player performance. So in my lineup, I would prefer to even throw Dwyer in there than Rossi or some of the guys I ranked below him, just to diversify right. um, my, my potential points more. 
But okay. I mean, if if you're asking me who I think is going to score more this week, Rosie or Dwyer, probably Rosie. But it's close enough that uh, when I build my team, I want to diversify. Okay. So, like Skyler, is the is the difference between Vela and Rossi bigger than the difference between Martinez and Vialba for you? Like rank wise, they're basically the same. They're six spots away from each other. But yeah, I think so. I mean, I think for me, I would I would definitely prioritize getting Martinez in ahead of uh, Vialba, whereas um, you know Rossi and Vela are kind of interchangeable for me. Like Vela definitely gets the nod there as far as like who I would prefer, but Rossi, I mean, he's had eight plus points in all three games he's started. I mean, obviously Vela's done well too, but um, you can't really say the same for Vialba. Um, he's had a, you know, when he doesn't perform, then he's, he's getting those two or three point games. Um, you know, I mean, it's yet to be seen if it's sustainable for Rossi to keep it up, but you know, uh, eight point floor, I mean, pretty solid. So, a case could be made whoa, for whoa, 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 whoa. Eight point floor. I mean, that's what he's hit so far. I, I mean, in what three games? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't think you can say it's sustainable, but he's. I mean, he's he's hitting that. So, um, Vialba, what's his? I mean, what's he hit? I mean, he's he's had probably a what three point performance here and there. So. Yeah, like three games he's had three or less out of four right. games. Right, and so I'm just saying, I mean, Andrew asked if, if the difference between, uh, you know, Joseph Martinez mm-hmm. and, and Vialba was the same as Vela and Rossi, and I just, it's not. I mean, I think Vela and Rossi are more interchangeable than than Joseph and Vialba, so... Um, uh, th- that's spoken like someone who captained uh, not Vela last week. <laughs> right, as as Vela was my number one forward of the week. So, <laughs> oh. like I said, like I said, started off slow, had have to uh, make a few differential plays there. So, makes you feel any better? I had um, Rossi instead of Vela last week. I captained Gutierrez though. At least he scored. Yeah, yeah. Now I had both Vela and Rossi in my lineup, and. I mean, I just, I, yeah, I, I do feel like Rossi's definitely. I mean, he's he's gonna put up some stats this year. I think definitely more than a guy like Vialba. I mean, Vialba's in a good spot, but um, Rossi, I think him and Vela, it's gonna be neck and neck. I think as far as stats go. Okay. All right. Anyone else from this game other than those guys? Is there a reason to get cheap with Gressel? Oh, he's not even that cheap anymore, but. Or yeah, he's of, like what eight or nine million. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I get, I, yes, I mean, I think uh, he's he's probably priced correctly, but we're so used to last year when he was so cheap that um, yeah. it looks nuts to pay that now. But I mean, you get Nagby at seven six or um, no? I mean, the the game in general is just a fantasy goldmine. Like, I mean, it's who know who's I mean, who's to say if it's going to be Nagby or Gressel that hits the nuts? But I mean, even a guy like Jeff Lorenowitz or I mean any of these guys could show up with a big game because there's going to be goals here. I mean, Carla, uh, Urania is going to score. I mean, Urania could have potential to score here. So, Yeah, I think Urania and Betashore are two, the two other guys I'd look at. But when I compare, like, Failhaber, which would be the next guy I'd think of, he's a little too pricey compared to what other players I can get. And, uh, like, Gressel and Nagby, especially when we talked about uh, 
Vargas and Caicedo in the last match, Tider, um, Pania, players like that. I'd just rather go with them. Okay. Urena, I think Urena has really uh, quietly been extremely good this year, though. So uh, 8.2 is probably a value for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see uh, Greg Garza go, but I think he's been held out this week so far of, uh, from training. So Their uh, back line uh, is going to be rough, which is another reason I... I put Vela number one because LGP is out. Although yeah. LGP playing and getting a red card every game actually probably would help. I was just about to say, LAFC. yeah, he's been pretty bad, actually. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, Vela against Parkhurst just makes me uh, laugh. It's going to be ugly. Mm. All right. Vela um, against anyone. I mean, Vela, I don't think people realize Vela is, like, as impactful right now as Javinko was when he came to the mm-hmm. league. Mm-hmm. I like that comparison. Um, let's go to the next game, seven o'clock Eastern Philadelphia home against, uh, San Jose, uh, Philly is another team. I feel like the difference that I have with Philly and new England is that, um, I, I understand when Philly has a good game, when new England has a good game. I'm just, I feel like I'm always surprised, but (laughs) it still seems like they're equally inconsistent. Um, CJ Sapong seems like the guy you go after, but with two forward spots kind of locked in with Vela and Martinez, I'm not sure going down to Sapong or keeping a spot for Sapong is going to work out. But um, we see some Harris Madunyanin uh, high projections this week. Uh, anybody go in that direction? I'm not, but I wouldn't blame anybody that did. Um, I think Madunyanin is just a, a source for a safe five or so points and he has potential to get uh, up to like eight or nine really so i think philly the the thing you the difference between philly and new england is philly's a team where when they're at home i really look at them when they're on the road right now i'm just completely ignoring them mostly mm, that's mr who um, cares about home road splits yeah well some teams are some <laughs> teams it matters and philly just they don't have even when they're at home i kind of question them so when they're on the road it's it's rough, but um, I don't know. Maduni needs fine. Um, I just think now that we have these switcheroos, you don't need to take those safe like uh, defensive midfielder points. Mm-hmm. You can like swing for the fences a couple of times, whether it's with a clean sheet in defense, um, or if with it's a a forward, maybe a, a high powered midfielder. I don't know. Like the salary restrictions aren't making us dive deep to these uh, defensive type of players. Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> Skyler, how do you li- read this game? I mean, I'd, de- I'd, I'd like uh, Andre Blake for sure. If he's, I don't know, if you've got the salary for him, then he's in my lineup. But um, other, I, I like uh, a calm to have a breakout game. I think the call is in play, but I don't know. I mean, any of those guys, I don't know if I have a spot in my lineup for him. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little too nervous uh, that San Jose is going to play well here on the road. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what to expect from either of these teams really yet. I need to get a couple more games, sample size watching, I think. Vaco has been extremely good for San Jose. I know Erickson, Hosen, they uh, seems like they're still having a a really good year. Um, So I don't know. It's tough to bank on 
Philadelphia defense, especially Blake. I have no idea how how hard the the forces of gravity pull on a price for a keeper at seven point five million. <laughs> but you know he's gonna get that raise too. I mean, even you if he think? has like a two point game, yeah, he's gonna get the full the full five hundred k bump regardless. Are you sure? I mean, I'm I'm almost sure he's. I mean, he's been getting it so. He's averaging only 6.33 points. I don't know. I mean, ha- did he get it last and, week? Even well, though he got a, even though he got rocked for three goals. Let's yeah, see. but if, if if three game average is what matters, he has a nine and dropping out of his three game average. And if he adds a a two or a three, I think it's going to pull down. I think he's going to lose price unless he gets like four or five points. Uh, it's possible, I guess, but no. Were you thinking about this mathematically at all, or just that he got a price rise last round, so he's going to get a price rise this round? I mean, if it's like a five-game sample size, then this is his fourth game. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's good for another full increase regardless. God, that's so stupid. Oh. Not that you think that, but that that's actually the case. Or could be the case. (laughs) That's kind of what I've heard is is the threshold is five games. Yeah, so, but the the three game average also matters. They even listed in his stats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so he's got three a three game average of what he's got now, and he's he got one point last round. He's still got a yeah. five thousand bump. Like, but after happen. after like, next week, the three game average is moving. So it's the one and the nine, and then whatever he gets again. So it's he's kind of pulling uh, on a five point average next week. It's just whether he does better or worse than five points. And I mean, if you're the most expensive keeper, seven point five million, and you only get five points, I don't think you're rising. And I actually think you might fall. But we don't know because we haven't seen yeah, we have no anyone idea. priced at seven point five million for a keeper before. Right. And if it's also yeah. relative to what the rest of the the keepers are doing, then it depends how many others get clean sheets and whatnot. Ugh. What a pain. Um. So I know San Jose. I think is formidable. Is what I want to say. Yeah. Uh, the the one Philly guy I have in my lineup now is Matt Rial. Um, he's only four million, so he can't go down. He's on a home team that I think could do okay. Uh, so he's he's. I actually don't know what he is in my lineup. He's like in there, so I can switch to a four point that's not going to play if two of my bench guys do well. Mm-hmm. But I. I don't know how that's going to work. I didn't think about it too much yet. <laughs> Fair enough. So it it seems like you think San Jose are formidable enough to do something, but not enough to put one of them in your lineup. Right, and Philadelphia, which is reasonable. Like I get yeah, it. And Philadelphia attackers were really hard for me to rank this week. I think Sapong, he's good, but he's one of those guys you definitely want in your switcheroo position because he can get a two. Yeah. Any given week, and. uh Ranking the midfield was tough. I think I have a common Dachal near the bottom of my top 20, and I would say Madunyanin would probably be around 25. Okay. That's reasonable. Uh, Skyler, are you playing anybody from San Jose? I mean, I think Vaco's in play. He's been good regardless. I mean, he's getting bonus points. Um, aside from that, Probably not. I think uh, Magnus Eriksson is somebody that's been decent for him, but I don't love him on the road. Just too many other plays to 
to consider him here. So maybe Vaco. Um, I guess one other note on Philly, like I think Keegan Rosenberry's a pretty decent play as a defender, switcheroo, Otteroo, whatever at six million. He's probably going to get the full bonus or full price bump. So, yeah. um, and I mean it's a decent spot for him too. I think Philly could probably get a clean sheet here. Um, he's getting some bonus points, so um, six million. Maybe stick him on the bench, see what happens, and uh, maybe end up subbing one of one of your defenders out for a, a bye week defender if he has a good game. Okay, all right. Uh, next game is eight o'clock. Uh, Dallas home against Colorado. Seems like we're going to get a lot of uh, Dallas defender and Jimmy Marrer picks. Um, Mauro Diaz is probably going to be really popular. Um, Rudy is high up your rankings, but not really in that elite group. Um, and do either of you trust Roland Lama anymore? Nope. But since we can switch Aru him, uh, I definitely wouldn't blame anyone for putting him on the bench. Hmm. <laughs> Same with Barrios. I think Barrios is pretty pretty good he had a rough game last time out i believe just from pure performance standards but um i still think he's really good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think both those guys for me are kind of like the elise captain for me last week like if i want to throw a differential out there like it, it feels like uh either of the those guys could go off for a brace any given game so you know if you want to have that potential in your lineup i don't blame you but i'm not going there this week um, too many, too many good guys like the Almarones out there that I'm just, I can't do it. Yeah. Also, I, I don't have any more Dallas spots to use on those guys because, uh, I guess it's no secret for my rankings. We're going, uh, two Dallas defenders. We're going, uh, Jimmy Maurer is one of my keeper goalies. And then we're also going with Mara Diaz. Mm -hmm. So I, I literally can't use anyone else so i don't know if anyone else is gonna try either they, <laughs> if i had to if i had to fit someone in it would be a rudy as my third forward but i like some of the other other third forwards a little bit better right um do we think hollingshead gets a start because um what's his name is out now that i Nettie alkov yeah, yeah. Uh, i guess if i had to pick one person that would probably start it would be him yeah he happened to it, come on for him when yeah. he got hurt, but that doesn't, I mean, Hollingshead can kind of play anywhere, which doesn't necessarily means he'll automatically go in that spot. Uh, Oscar Preha also loves minor Figueroa, mm -hmm. so he could go in at any time. They could play a back five, which they've tried uh, on occasion. Mm -hmm. um, so Figueroa would be part of a back three with probably Hollingshead and Cannon right. on either side. Um I, I really don't know, to be honest, but I think if I had to guess, it would be Hollingshead or Figueroa. 4.4 for Hollingshead is really something I need. <laughs> yeah, that would be sweet, wouldn't it? Especially because then you could get rid of an expensive Dallas defender. Mm -hmm. Would it be nice if the coaches just said who they were thinking about playing? Would be nice. Or if they told us when guys were actually hurt, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Skylar, do you have four Dallas guys? Not right now, but it sounds like I might need to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like. Uh, I definitely like Hollingshead if he starts. Um, 
I mean, a defender in the same range that I guess we'll talk about later, Breck Shea, 4.8 million, started as a forward for Vancouver. I just, I don't know if he keeps that starting spot, but, you know, if we're talking about a defender in that range, then I'm always, I would always opt for the more attack-minded forward or somebody closer, somebody closer to goal like Shea, so. I would um, opt for the one uh, playing Colorado at home. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's that's a warranted strategy too. So, um, but no, I think Diaz is fine. I think Arudi is fine here. Um, the defensive options are great: Redu Ziegler, Matt Hedges, Reggie Cannon. I mean, we said Hollingshead earlier, so yeah. I mean, I could see where somebody would end up max FC Dallas players. I just I haven't gotten there just yet, but um, we've still got what two, three more days till, till, uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Uh, we didn't talk about anybody from Colorado and I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's worth noting that Marlon has been Harris, awesome though. Yeah, he has. He's been really good. Marlon Harrison and Danny Wilson are both out of this match. So, uh, I don't know if that affects anyone's opinion of Dallas attackers anymore or not, but mm. it can't possibly hurt. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, all right. That's good enough for me on that one. Uh, next up eight thirty, Chicago home against Columbus. I think I'm finally, um, ridding myself of all the Columbus guys I've had to keep just for the price increases. Uh, thinking Abubakar Martinez, Iguain screwed me last week, so I don't need to play him <laughs> again. Um, but, is anybody going or considering going deeper on Chicago beyond Nikolic? You both seemed a little maybe, salty maybe, about Katai from last week. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe Brandon Vincent. Um, beyond that, I just, I don't know. Katai, I feel like Chicago don't even know what they want to do with him right now. So <laughs> I'm certainly not going to rely on them for fantasy purposes until they figure out what's going on. But. Um, besides that, you know, Schweinsteiger's had a couple of good results here. I just, I don't know the, the midfield so clogged this week. Like there's, I feel like there's too many better options than, than Schweinsteiger, but I, I wouldn't blame you for going with him. He also played, uh, like as a third center back last game for large portions yeah, of the game. Uh, and I don't, apparently it wasn't really a coaching decision. He just felt he like still that. had two assists, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> two assists. Right. But, uh, I don't know. That just makes me a little hesitant to use Schweine, but he's been very good this year, so I wouldn't blame anybody uh, necessarily. The other guy you didn't mention that I would think about is Kapelhoff for anybody that mm-hmm. uh, needs to save some salary. He's only four point eight, and I, I definitely yeah, think right an organ- I definitely think an organized Chicago team could keep Columbus at bay even though they've been very good this year it's just I think Columbus is bound to have a a down game on the road because it's just a a long grinding season and at times you lose your motivation I think I I know Skyler's answer but would you rather Kappelhoff or Breck Shea if you knew Shea was starting Kappelhoff okay (laughs) okay because uh just think about the the clean sheet chances and I think if Kapelhoff has a 20% better chance at a clean sheet, that's better than Breck Shea having a, a 10% chance at maybe scoring. I mean, he's got a goal in 100% of his last one games. Yeah, honestly, and the And the he's points... playing Salt Lake, who lit up uh, like five to mm-hmm. LAFC. That's <laughs> fine, but the, the points for a, a clean sheet and a goal are the same, right? 
Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, defender goal. No, defender goal. Okay. Yeah. All right, so defender yeah, goal yeah. is worth one more. But so if you Go think Kapelhoff has a, a better chance of getting a clean sheet than Shea does of a goal, uh, I mean, factor in assists and whatnot, however you want to. But that's just kind of how I look at it. It's easier to predict a clean sheet. Yeah, it's it's not clear cut for me. And in that situation, if I had to pick one, then yeah, Kapelhoff's the safer play because, like I said earlier, I don't, I don't I don't think Shea even keeps his spot. Like I think it was a a one-off, a little roster rotation. So, um, Kapelhoff's the safer play. I mean, for me, just the attack-minded player, I guess that I am. I like to have a little bit more uh, attacking arsenal up my sleeve if I can. So I like Shea if, if I can get him in a in the right spot. This past weekend was the right spot, and um, I had him on Yahoo. I didn't. I I, I actually ended up with. Uh, young on on dk because i don't have enough uh salary for for shay so um either way i mean i like shay in the right spot but yeah i think capital off is a safer play here also you're on full tilt in uh <laughs> fmls so you have to go for shay i was gonna That's say right. my my goal for the rest of this podcast is to walk skyler into captaining breck shay this week as the differential <laughs> he needs to get back into it I'm I'm uh, trying to find him in his rankings here, but it seems like he kept that as a secret was, secret card bubble. for his back pocket. No, mm. I'm on, honestly, he was on the bubble. I actually had him typed in like 21st or something, so <laughs> he was right uh, there. Only went 20 deep. Oh well, we'll never know. Um, 9:30. Speaking of Breck Shea, 9:30 RSL at Vancouver. We obviously know Breck Shea is the top play in this game, but um, <laughs> Rusnak, I'm assuming, is two. Is there a three? Um, That's kind of, I mean, I, I'm i struggling Plata? with RSL. I was going to say, Plata is always kind of in consideration, but I yeah, feel like... I mean, Plata's you... above Rusnak. I, oh. I mean, I think just... No way. Goal, yeah, I mean, just on the goal-scoring upside, I feel like he's got a little bit more of a goal-scoring upside than, than Rusnak, so... I mean, dude. I mean, I like uh, Rusnak for sure on on set pieces and whatnot, but I think Plata's the guy for goals. JD, you obviously disagree. No, I mean, I think Rusnak all of last year showed that he was uh, kind of at an elite level in uh, terms of at least expected goals and assists, and I think also he was uh, not too shabby at goals and assists in general. So he was way up there in key passes as well. Um, I, he's just more reliable, and I don't think he's that much less of a threat in terms of goals and assists because I think he's way more likely to get an assist or two. Uh, Plata's admittedly a better threat for a goal. So uh, I I guess it's all down to personal preference, and Skyler just seems to be going all in on goals this season. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty – I mean, you guys are usually pretty close in your rankings, but, J.D., you have Plata ninth. And Skyler just has him at at two, which what? Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, who like who are you going to argue against Plata? I think he's in play. I mean, he's scored twice at home already, once in each home game so far. So he, I mean, he he had a really good shot at Toronto too. I, I, he probably should have scored that honestly if you'd watched the game. So. I don't know. It feels like he's closer to goal. He's uh, he's definitely going to have more goal scoring chances. So I don't know if we're. I mean, last season it felt like we were more. Obviously, we were talking a little bit more DraftKings related, which yeah, I think 
that suits Rusnok's game a little bit more, but this season, I guess, you know, goals being worth a little bit more than assists. I don't know. I just, it feels like plot is the clear play for me. Okay. Um, anybody else in this game? I assume nobody's going with Kai Kamara as a differential. Yeah, I'm not. I think he was my breaking point uh, for Zlatan. Oh, Marco Urena. But uh, I actually might move Urena up after I think about it more ahead of Zlatan. Hmm. But um, yeah, it, if I had to pick Zlatan versus Kai, that was kind of my ranking breaking point. And I said, I don't think I'd play Kai. He's had a, he's had a good year, but uh, I think Vancouver have an identity on the road and it's not attacking. Even though I, I know they won 2-1 in Columbus last week, but that's just obviously the Kai revenge factor. Uh, some, sometimes <laughs> things just fall weird, but uh, they're <laughs> definitely not like a go out and possess and open up the the offense team on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the RSL forwards will be under own. Saverino, Luis Silva. Um, I mean, those guys, I think they're both... I mean, they, they haven't done anything this season, so there's no reason for anybody <laughs> to go out and pick them. But I feel like RSL have to do something in the attack, so they're kind of under under the radar plays. But I think they could both be, um, especially Silva, I think $6.3 million. Um, he could be a little bit of a sneaky value play if you, if you really need to save some funds. So um, both those guys are in, in play for me, but probably not going to end up on them. Okay, that's fair. Any defenders? Yeah, yeah. I think the RSL defenders are worth worth looking at. I think mm-hmm. Justin Glad. He's very expensive, so yeah, he, he probably probably wouldn't end up on my team even with the the one fourteen point eight. Um, I would probably have to have like one twenty to be able to want to get Glad in there. Um, Phillips is cheap if he's back in. Uh five point six. Silva is five point two because him and Horst seem like they're both candidates for center back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure who I would go with really outside of Glad, because the other guys aren't like bonus point beasts. Right. Uh, Phillips, Phillips kind of gets up the the wing a little bit, but he's not super technical. So um, I don't know. Vancouver could bunker, so Phillips might might get some good crossing or assist um, chances, but it's not getting me excited if you can't tell. <laughs> Doesn't sound it. <laughs> How about uh, Ramondo's not bad either? I guess. The old vet. I guess. Uh, Scott, you got anyone else in this game you'd play? It's fine if the answer is no. Uh, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think that's about it. All right. Um, next up is Sunday, but before we get there, just a quick message from one of our sponsors. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. All right, Sunday, we get Orlando home against Portland at 4 o'clock. JD, you mentioned earlier how you were at the stadium last week. Um, how was that experience, though, overall? 
Yeah, so let me just say, first off, the stadium is incredible. Uh, it feels feels pretty intimate. You're right on top of the field pretty much wherever you sit. Um, and the the standing section, I was fairly far away from them, but they were unbelievable. They were loud the whole time, the whole game. Um, it was just a, a great atmosphere. The, the field's very nice. The stadium's easy to get to. You can walk right down from it to uh, to some places to get food, some bars. Um, I had a great time. The game was wild, though, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. First and foremost, Dwyer v. Collan was a was a matchup that was a lot of fun to watch, um, especially in person, because there's no way that the camera had the an ISO cam on them like it should have. Um, I I was like not even watching the ball sometimes. I was just watching Dwyer and Colin. Um <laughs> they were both in the ref's ear the whole game begging for for cards against each other which was so it was like a little silly, a little uh fun. I don't know. It was uh, annoying at times. I think Dwyer ball tapped Colin like 17 times. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to admit I liked uh, I liked seeing Will Johnson put Carlos Rivas on the deck. It looked like uh after he did that he he kind of had that look like he was he was uh, planning on doing that for for quite some time. So. <laughs> right, right, right. It's fun to see. Uh, the other thing I'll say, uh, just like kind of peripherals of the game, is afterwards Dwyer and Will Johnson and uh, Scott Sutter for a period of time, they were on the field for like an extra half hour probably, um, just greeting the fans and hanging out with kids that went down onto the field and whatnot. So that, that was pretty cool to see. I didn't stay just to watch that. Uh, some people I were with were having a conversation with other people they knew, but um, so I had to sit there and and find something else to entertain myself with. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, was there anyone that you had a completely change of opinion on after seeing them like in that game? I think for for New York, Kaku was extremely underwhelming. I know he had that that very nice cross that set up the one goal, but. Um, I don't know. I think he he just felt kind of out of the game the whole time, and maybe it's it was just an away game on the weekend without some of the other starters, so it's whatever. But um, Zatkowski was pretty good for New York. Um, he's he's kind of weak, but he's always trying to get involved, and he has a lot of skill on the ball. He takes um, all the set pieces too. Yeah, when he's in there, and all, uh, the, all the DraftKings listeners, right. So Orlando, they like started the game so terribly. And then I get there's been like some pretty controversial article or video on the MLS site where it talks about the formation change for Orlando being like this brilliant thing. And then people are telling Matt Doyle he's stupid on Twitter. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the 4-2-3-1 is is much better for Orlando because it puts Miram and Kleshton in positions they're very familiar playing. It puts Dwyer in a, a more comfortable position than being up top beside Miram. Um, I don't know. It seemed like it worked a lot better in the second half for me, and Josue Coleman subbed on at halftime, and it was very good. Um, so I, don't know, I think as Miram and Kleshton learn to play off each other, they're going to be better. Um I'm not sold on Kleshton just with this group of players, but he's certainly going to get his chances. And, uh, yeah, I think Dwyer put the team on his back. I think Scott Sutter was uh, pretty weak defensively, but he bounced the ball off 
some dude's face. Was it Coleman? I think. I don't remember. Anyway, that's that's the I the think winner. It was Tarek. The the game winner went off Tarek's face. Okay. Um, I think so. <laughs> that that could be. I I didn't really get a glimpse of who it was, but uh, that was pretty humorous. So from about twenty five yards out. Hmm. Those are always bittersweet. Have you ever scored one of those, Skylar, off your face by accident? I mean, you just claim it. If you, you know, you don't act like it's on accident. You just you start into celebration <laughs> mode. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, like I've I don't know how many indoor goals I've scored that are just like straight off my face and they hurt, but uh, you got the goal. So what can you do? Right, it's all part of it. Yeah, yeah, bit very bittersweet situation. <laughs> um. All right. Well, you've got Kledgeton ahead of Miram this week. Um, do you think that's going to be kind of always going to be the case? Like, see, Kledgeton's kind of the safer, and Miram's got the upside. I mean, you both have have that situation. Yeah, I think so. In, unless I really see that Miram has a great matchup against a, a fullback that I don't like mm-hmm. um, defensively, but Kledgeton, I'm just worried about. Sometimes he just feels like he kind of gets lost. Totally floating agree. around and he uh i'm just really underwhelmed by him attacking sometimes i think the system in new york really benefited him i don't know if the system in orlando is going to do that it could but i'm i just i'd like to see it like if christ were smart he would just try to in- institute the same system that new york had because i honestly think he has the pieces like dwyer can press better than bwp Miram certainly can. Um, Coleman looks like he he's pretty quick. I don't know if he can do it for a full ninety right now, but um, and they have the defensive midfielders to to do that as well. So I guess the other guy I forgot is Lamine Sane. He is huge, and every set piece looked like they were going to try and put it on his head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once Spectre gets back and they start to gel defensively, I think I'm going to be using. Sane a lot more and actually he's in my lineup right now at 4.8 wow okay uh <clears throat> Skyler how do you feel about Portland it was good to see Valeri finally finally get back on the score sheet yeah. I mean, he's he's been invisible this season until this past week so um I don't know I mean I feel like you've got to exploit Orlando a little bit after seeing what what uh New York did I mean that was what New York's B team yeah so um it feels like guys like Valeri Blanco I mean those guys are for sure in play I just I still don't know how to read guys like uh Fernando Adi who hasn't really shown much this season um maybe it'll take a, a good matchup at home or something to get going but I just in this spot then I'm probably staying away um I think uh, a play on v- on uh, Valeri and maybe Blanco could be uh, reasonable, but I just I don't know myself if if I'm going to be going there this week. Yeah, Blanco's been awesome. Yeah, he's he's had some really nice goals. I mean, two weeks in a row, I think. So um, I just it's it's still hard to pull the trigger though. I mean, you got what four or five spots that you can fill in the midfield. So yeah. Um, I think that's going to be the problem. Down, that you yeah, just when you start do going down spots. the line, it's like where can you make room for these guys? And um, I'd even probably opt for a guy like Kleshen or or Maram ahead of them, and and maybe even like a guy like Yoshi Yotun. I mean, that's where the the Orlando midfield gets really cluttered. It's like 
I feel like Mara might be the goal scoring upside. Um, question, you know, he's the playmaker. He might turn up with a couple of assists, but I think Yotun could be a wild card too. So I don't know. I mean, I'd probably play any of those three three guys ahead of the the Portland options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I'm not really touching Portland, but I, I would like to see them come out with Adi and Armenteros both in. I think that would be a great way to exploit the, the weak Orlando defense that they showed last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that They were just through balls were destroying the center backs. Um, I can't even remember how many times Red Bulls had a semi-breakaway. Um, hmm. And also open men on the back post or wherever, but... Um, Orlando just looked looked totally out of it at, at times, but then New York seemed like they totally just gave up and left people wide open to let Orlando get back into it. So I don't know. I'd love to see Armenteros get a start at six point five million. Yeah. If, if you told me right now he was starting, I would think about changing my whole lineup around. Wow. He was hey, he was lifting golden boots in preseason. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean. That's uh, about as no. large a sample size as you're claiming for Plata. <laughs> I don't know if you can go with that. Come on now. Uh, I think that was Plata's a little bit of a low it. blow. Yeah, Plata's done it in regular season and previous seasons. So. When when would you ever have ranked Plata the number two midfielder in previous seasons? Well, that's though? the thing. He's been a forward before, so now he's we've got him as as a midfielder. It's like that's it just tougher. feels Mid, midfield is tougher to to get up to the top in the rankings i don't know i I just i mean he feels like the the type of guy that could go off for two or three goals more than any of these other guys i've got ranked below him so i don't know i mean that's where he falls in for me as as a midfielder at home Hmm. um i don't know i mean back to the orlando game (laughs) i guess uh (laughs) el munir is a guy that i've latched onto as a defender um hit the the max price increase last week i think he could probably do it again this week i mean he's hit four or more points every week so he hit nine points last week had an assist um he's getting bonus points here and there so i like him for for uh mls fantasy purposes Hmm. all right yeah he's pretty hot or cold uh at the actual game but i think he's he's pretty much guaranteed to rise again in price so it's a good play yeah, even on DK, I think he had a pretty good, pretty strong game this past week. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. He's just a guy that I like in general. It seems like he's he's active across the board. I don't know. I don't know if JD saw the same thing. It sounds like maybe uh, hit or miss, but it feels like for fantasy, then then he's in play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes he just I think uh, gets lost between attacking and defending, and it's kind of no man's land. But he he definitely has the capability to to be helpful in the attack. Okay. Um, <clears throat> last game of the weekend is Galaxy home against Sporting Kansas City. Um, we have obviously the Ibrahimovic issue of this is the last game. So if you do think he starts, which it doesn't seem like anybody does, but it didn't matter last week. Um, it still seems a little crazy to play him even if he's not starting uh jd when if ibrahimovic was 90 minutes ready where would you have had him ranked this week like 90 minutes ready like i know he's gonna run yeah. for the whole 90 or just play for the whole 90 well it's mls <laughs> and he's 36 he's 37 so he's mls ibra 
I don't think yeah. he ever really ran for 90 anyway, but where does fully fit 30 MLS fully fit Zlatan Ibrahimovic fit in your rankings? Probably number one. I mean, if he's 90 minutes fit. Yeah. Okay. Same. Okay. <laughs> just checking. Just Zlatan. Um, he's not obviously. So you, you know, Skyler, did yeah, you? Vela would be close this week for me. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. And it would still be Zlatan. He's at home and he just scored two goals. He's mm-hmm. he has to be exhausted from all these media appearances, though. Although I think someone like him gets energized by would, them. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, Skyler, you have him ranked fourth. Is that with an expectation of sixty minutes, six minutes? Uh... <laughs> six yeah, I think. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, I think sixty minutes is is probably where I was going with that. Just okay. thinking, um, he's had a couple i mean i guess a week a little bit over a week to get integrated and you know he's not here to sit on the bench i mean if he's able to start and go 60 minutes he's gonna go 60 minutes Mm so um you know he he starts the game he scores a goal maybe two maybe maybe three (laughs) and subs off 60 70 70 minutes out like we don't know yet um yeah he's he's actually like admitted that he's jet lagged and um, still not match fit, that kind of thing. So that's where I, I ranked him down instead of ranking him like second or first. Like mm-hmm. JD said, if he was fully fit, we knew he was going to play 90 minutes. Like, yeah, he's he's the number one forward. <laughs> um, but we don't know that. So, and he's the last game of the week. You can't really just you can't really put him in. And then if he doesn't start, then where are you going to go? Ola Kamara and then and leave two million bucks two million on the bucks. table. Yeah, so. that's not too bad. But yeah. It's yeah, it's not a. I mean, Ola Kamara is not in a terrible spot here either. Let's let's throw that out there. Like he's not a bear, a terrible play. So if you want to go that route, then it's it's a viable option. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's why Zlatan ended up at, at four for me. It's like just the uncertainty of the play. Okay, I get it. Uh, I would probably I'd probably rank him in the same spot if I thought he was gonna play sixty, but I. I don't even think he can do 60. He yeah. said he said the reason that he shot that amazing goal from distance is because he was tired from his first run um, <laughs> and he didn't want to chase it down. So I, if he's sucking air that much after like a, a couple a couple runs, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to count on him playing 60 minutes. So uh, I really I really tempered my expectations this week. And I, I think I'm just trying to signal to people that uh, – Maybe don't place all your fantasy hopes on Zlatan. Unless you're in the top 66 and I can surpass you, then please use him. <laughs> yeah, you're hoping to cap- captains, yeah. Oh, yeah, captain him too, please. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Skyler, you did not rank Romain Alessandrini. Is that because you don't think he's going to play? It's the same reason that I didn't rank Garza. I love um, Greg Garza if he plays for Atlanta, but he hasn't trained this week, and I don't think I've heard anything about Alessandrini training this week for LA. Um, obviously, if, if either go, then they're a top option. I think Garza especially, I, I love that play as mm-hmm. a defender against LAFC at home. Um, he had an assist, I think, in his last game at home, and he just he gets forward in the attack, so um, I'm keeping an eye out for him. I don't expect him to play, but same as um, Alessandrini. I just, I don't think he's quite there yet so that's why i left him out but um, obviously if he happens to turn up last game of the week and you have that slot open then um yeah he's he's definitely in play okay 
I thought I saw he was training this week, but I'm currently scrambling to dig it up on Twitter. <laughs> um, uh, it's been so such a gray area, but yeah, yeah, I mean, if he's if he's there, then he's he's in play. But it's it's kind of the same same thing with uh, Ebro. Like last game of the week, do you really want to take that risk with right. uh, one of your top, you know, probably highest highest price midfielder slots? Yeah. Um. You guys both still have Graham Zuzi pretty high. I assume that's more for his attacking contributions than um, a potential clean sheet at LA. Uh, do you do you guys still consider Felipe Gutierrez if he's fit enough? To, I mean, that he's another one. You know, he's questionable. Last game, you probably don't want to take the risk on him. Um, but are you really playing anybody from Kansas? I mean, Galaxy have been great defensively. Obviously, they just got blasted by LAFC, but I'm not sure Kansas City is quite on the same level. But it, would would you play anybody from Kansas City? I think there's a, a case for Johnny Russell, but there's just so many other options. Uh, I haven't really considered putting him in my lineup. Yeah, but he's uh he's been really good so far. I wonder if that changes at all if Gutierrez can't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not counting on Gutierrez playing, but even if he does, I don't think I would go there this week. I mean, he's been he's been really good. I just I don't know how sustainable a goal game is for for him. Um, <laughs> so especially if he's a little bit hobbled, I'm just I'm not counting on it. Last game of the week, but yeah, I think Zusi, um, he's a guy. Especially even I mean, I guess if you're factoring in Gutierrez being out, like they're gonna need a little bit more of a. Um, offensive presence and i think zuzi can be it so if you're if you need that out of you know from one of one of your defenders then i like the play mm-hmm. okay yeah so shallowy is also six million if you need a cheap midfielder i think that's fine anyone from la that might play <laughs> that you guys like the jets look pretty good uh i guess you mentioned kamara was in a good spot himself yeah, Pontius looked really good this past weekend too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yep. feels like he's getting the minutes now, and and maybe he's uh, completely overcome his injury, so he's starting to be a little bit more aggressive. And he, I mean, he looked the part this past weekend, so he uh, he's kind of on the radar. But I just I don't know if he'll find my find his way into the lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Alessandrini's back, that probably means Pontius is out. Um... I think it's Pontius or, or Alessandrini. Who I mean, plays? Uh, or uh, Le- Legit. You think yeah, it's Pontius I... or Legit that's out? Probably Pontius. Hmm. You think Alessandrini is going to play centrally? Isn't that where Legit played this past week? Uh, I don't know. It feels like Legit's been playing uh, on the right, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. I think he probably his Boateng started too this week, right? Yeah, Boateng and Pontius yeah. were out so, wide. Yeah, and then legit in the middle. But um, okay. and but if uh, Gio Alessandrini can play wherever plays, he wants, though. Yeah, he pretty much does. Gio Dos Santos would also complicate things because he could play That's on true. the wing or centrally, and it sounds like he maybe is back. And Jonathan Dos Santos also maybe is back. So. I don't know. I think it's just there's so much uncertainty and so many other plays that I I don't feel like I need to touch anybody in this game. Yeah, so much uncertainty for the last game of the entire week. 
Right. Yeah. So just, just um, stay away. <laughs> yeah. Forget about it. That's yeah. seems like it's worked out so far uh, this season. That mm-hmm. strategy. Like yeah. unless you really are feeding into the 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 Zlatan frenzy, then <laughs> just avoid this really, together. Yeah, I really want to know how um, how many people select him this week. Like, what percentage of active players this week? This week, yeah. Right. So, if, if Skyler, if you can get your little MLS buddies to research that for us after the week, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we can we can look it up ourselves. Can we? Uh, yeah, it's right oh, on their okay. player page. What about? Oh, uh, what I don't about have Rolf... that twenty minutes. <laughs> what about Rolf Rolf Fletcher Felcher Felcher? Belcher. I mean, he's feels like with Alessandrini out, like he's all of a sudden just whipping in crosses left and right. Yeah, actually, Ashley Cole was really good last week too, huh? He was. And he's he's four point two, but uh, Felcher's probably a better better pure play. But if you really need to dig down salary wise, and Gutierrez is out, um, I don't know. You kind of get the combo clean sheet chance, maybe a little bit of attacking from Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost certain price rise because if it's if three game average is weighted more heavily, this last game's certainly going to pull him up. Right. Yeah, he had a pretty significant drop early on because of the red card. Yeah, the negative one didn't help. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> As somebody who had one last week, it doesn't help. No. <laughs> Who'd you have? Uh, Gonzalez Perez. Oh, Ooh. gotcha. That one burned. A little red card action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's cheap. Nice game. Sure. Nope. Wow, you easily could have had Leardom as well at home just because that, that was an okay matchup. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would have been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, I avoided that one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? I'm good. I think uh, that's... The uh, captain picks, talk. guys? Right now, I'm on Al Marone, but uh, I... Seriously considering Vela again. Wow. No, I think uh, I think it's Almiron or, or Martinez for me. And yeah. right now I think Almiron's got it. Just he feels like the safer play. I don't know. I mean, I've, I I went at least last week to be a little differential, but I feel like I'm gonna try to play it safer a few weeks and maybe spring up with an, another differential in a couple of weeks. We'll see. No, no, you need to double down again with Yosef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, Martinez could. Go off for another hat trick. I mean, what's up? Is it not he pressure? Definitely, he definitely could. Um, it feels like the differential is Nikolic. No, a little bit. I'm not going I there, guess. but I think Diaz would be a a guy if I couldn't pick. If you like said JD, you can't pick from the Atlanta LAFC game. My next pick might be Diaz. Hmm. Okay. What about you, Skyler? If you couldn't pick from the Atlanta LA game, uh, I'd probably go Plata. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's in line. He's in line for a big game. We also like has to have a big game. They've been pretty disappointing. Um, I don't know. Feels like they're in that spot where that where this could be a big game for him. <laughs> I wish every time I was disappointing at work or wherever I could then, <laughs> then have Skyler. I would have to bounce back. It's exactly how it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If anybody has any follow-up uh, questions, you can find JD on Twitter at DFSMLS. Skyler is at DraftKicks. I am at Rotowire Andrew. Uh, we will be back next week 
to talk. I think Plata might be the the lead for next week. Either good or bad, I'm not sure yet. Well, we obviously don't know yet, but I think that's where we're going. Um, so, gentlemen, thank you for all of that, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody, except Plata. <laughs> good luck, guys. <laughs> Especially Plata. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.